on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. We are talking to our guests now for a few minutes before we go up to the 11 o'clock news. Our guest this morning, as we've already mentioned, is Claire Lyon. She's come all the way from Nottingham. Thank you, Claire. And uh, she is the founder, the, as I said, the power behind something called the frugal family we're going to talk in a lot of detail about what exactly the frugal family is and i'm sure claire will have lots of hints and tips on how to um become frugal if you aren't already or how to be more frugal if you've already started on that uh, on that route but before that we're going to find out a little bit about claire herself so i haven't this is the first time i've met claire we met online going back to it social media <laughs> that's where you do it all isn't it <laughs> we met online through a group that we're both members of and realizing that she wasn't that far away we decided that we would uh, get her to come over to newark claire the one thing I do know about you is you are a mum of four. Yes, I am. So, tell us a little bit about the family, <laughs> first of all. Oh, well, good morning. Good and thank morning. you so much for inviting me. It's, um, it's a new experience for me, which is always nice in your 40s to do new things. Um, so, yes, I have four children. My oldest one is nine, and my youngest will be three at Christmas. So, I had them all quite quickly, uh, and I had them a little bit later are they, uh, are they a mix? Boys a, I've got a boy and then three girls. Right. Um, and, well, girls are hard, aren't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's been an experience, that's what we like to call it. Uh, it's totally changed my whole world, um, mostly for the good, I, I hope. Uh, but, yes, it's certainly, it, it, it's the kind of reason, I suppose, where we found ourselves a couple of years back having a real think about where we wanted our family to be, where we want, how we wanted to live, I suppose. Um, as I was looking to go back to my work, I spent 15 years as a lecturer in mental health recovery and wellbeing, um, which is a fantastic job, and I wanted to go back. Uh, and I always had gone back. Uh, but some of the things changed, and it was just an opportunity, really, for us to have a think about what we wanted our family to look like and whether it looked like that then and and from your website and from the ebook and, and various other things um your focus on on frugality side of things it's it's both um from a cost point of view and an ethics point of view you're being frugal about using up the world's resources yeah so so one of the big things i realized when i had this you know epiphanous moment where i thought <laughs> about the world and life was how far away i'd moved from my kind of core values um as mostly as being a parent which is not to blame parenting but it's just very all-encompassing isn't it and it just sort of takes us over um and I felt I'd moved a long way away from from how I imagined I would live and so that was one of the key things in this opportunity to change that was one of the key things I wanted to do so if I didn't go back to work we had to save a lot of money because I, I was well paid for what I did um but equally I wanted part of that to also be thinking about the how we do things um, and so we wanted to do both. I need to save money desperately, but I also want to save the planet. I don't want the cost of me saving money um, be that, um, you know, I, I cut off even more of my values. Sure, yeah, at the expense of, of, of the ethical side. So mm. this, I, I'm guessing that this kind of thing is, is chiming with you, Rachel. I mean, first of all, you've got a family, and um, 
ethical living in, in various different ways is something that's important to you as well. It is. In fact, my sweatshirt today. So I'm sitting here opposite two ladies, one of whom has um, a grey sweatshirt with the word ethics in big black writing and the other one is wearing a white t-shirt which says spend less use less do more and a frugal family logo with a little green heart so oh, they've dressed for the occasion i've got a story about this and it is related but i am actually wearing my stepson's cast off oh right so oh, this very very frugal yeah so barney dropped this off uh two days ago because i have one of these and um he he'd said he'd stop wearing his so i said well could i have it then and what i've done because it isn't quite the right sizing is that i've actually chopped the bottom <laughs> off because men have got very narrow hips haven't they and it's, it's supposed to be a big baggy sweatshirt so i think it's like doubly frugal isn't it first of all it's my stepson's and then i am customizing it so i don't have to go and buy something <laughs> but yeah it's looking very approved i am well the fashion industry is one of the biggest ethical you know pollutants in the world and um the fashion industry is one of the biggest problem areas um and so everything we can do yeah. to recycle <laughs> upcycle customize and reuse our clothing is a massive step in the right direction well i'm really fortunate because i've got terribly fashionable stepdaughters who dress beautifully and um as most people who are of a younger generation they will moves through their clothing uh, at quite a pace and i've been on the re receiving end of many a black bin liner <laughs> for me to root through and it's been fantastic so i've had some items that i might not have spotted in the shops and i might not even have spent the money on um and uh, had had the benefit of uh, hand-me-downs and i'm a big fan of um secondhand and charity shops so we've got the aegis trust white rose um charity shop in newark and that's just brilliant there's one in nottingham isn't there on uh, Goosegate? um and the number of times i've worn items that i've bought there for 2.99 6.99 and people have said oh i really like that where did you get that from and i've said white rose charity shop and they're right oh God, i've got to go there <laughs> because they, they only do um sort of really fashionable items Fantastic. Well, we will explore all this a little bit further. And I will, um, well, anybody who knows me will know I'm not the most frugal of people. But I was frugal yesterday, preparing in, in, a, in a very small way, um, preparing for this morning's interview. And I'll tell you about that after we've heard from Anne-Marie. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio New this Sunday morning. So, we are talking to Claire Lyons about the frugal family. And I said before that piece of music that I would just explain to you that I did have a little burst of frugality yesterday. Now, I needed to print off some paperwork to uh, back up the questions that we were going to and the things we were going to be talking to Claire about. I have a copy of her... Um, free ebook which we'll talk about in a few minutes i went to print it off and then i thought actually there's nine pages here um so and, and my printer is getting a bit low on ink um and i'm a bit short of paper i took out all so, sorry about this claire <laughs> um only temporarily i didn't save it i took out all of the pictures i downsized the print ever so slightly got it down from nine pages to six pages and i also printed it on um fast which uses less toner so i'm feeling quite proud of myself really yeah um double-sided no because oh. I, I, I was just thinking that i would need to be able to look at it quite quickly um as we were talking that's so, another tree gone um, then yeah. <laughs> so you know e 
even I can be frugal. Baby <laughs> steps, baby steps. It is indeed, and that's what we're going to be talking about, actually. We're going up to the news right now, but we're going to be talking to Claire about those baby steps, the way to start, and the way what starts off very small can um, grow a lot bigger. So welcome back to the second hour of Girls Around Town this Sunday morning on Radio Newark. As you probably know, we've been talking to Claire Lyons of the Frugal Family, briefly anyway, in the first, um, towards the end of the first hour of the show. We've got, we've got a good bit of time now to get really into it. Um, so we're going to start by asking Claire to explain to us just what the Frugal Family community is. Please, Claire. Oh, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? And then I try and put it into words. Um, so I started initially when I decided, or when we decided as a family, that we would try without me working. Um, I thought that to be really accountable, um, I would be uh, much likely to do these things if I kind of shared them publicly. Mm-hmm. So I started a blog, as everyone seemed to in, the, in that time, uh, just to kind of put all my thoughts down and all our plans down and then I thought well I'll more likely follow them through and as I shared uh, what we were doing I had lots of people feedback going oh you know well tell me more about that or how did you do that or what made you decide A over B Um, and it just sort of grew very organically from there and I know I mean one of the reasons I started it is because when I was looking um, around for ideas of how to budget how to save money um, a lot of the things I found were not sustainable, weren't that kind of ethical living that I was trying to get back to. So I didn't find them very helpful. Um, and so that was a really important thing for me as well. So I thought, well, if I can't find it out there, I guess other people can't find it out there. Um, not that it doesn't exist, but perhaps I just wasn't looking in the right places. So I'll, I'll start it, you know, I'll, I'll do it. Um, and that's how it came around. So we started off with thinking about living your dreams within your means. So we were totally um, money focused. Um, and then this sustainability theme started coming through. So now I think about saving money and saving the planet. That's how, kind of how I think of it now. Um, so it's really just ideas, suggestions, things we've tried that have been successful um, to live uh, sustainably, uh, and as as frugally as possible, um, and we do that in all sorts of different ways. So I was looking expectantly at Rachel. Oh, I thought she was <laughs> going to say something. Then. <laughs> no, I was say, what's what's been um, what's been the biggest change you think you've made? I think it's in our consciousness. Um, so I think we've become much more conscious spenders, and that's a very middle class way to live, isn't it? We we had enough money that we weren't you know we were careful with it we've always been savers not spenders sort of as a natural um you know that's who we are as people um but i you know we had enough that that we didn't have to watch every single penny and i didn't have to go through every bank statement at the end of the month and kind of see um and so now we're not in that position now we do have to count every penny um we've become much more conscious of where we want to put our our money um and i think that's just been a really not necessarily an easy thing to do but it's been a really healthy thing for our family and and we're trying to share that with our kids i I think it's really important that we don't give adult um problems to children but i also think it's really important that they learn the the value of money and they start to make choices as well and we had that recently with an after school club 
Um, they were desperate to do it. They have done it before and enjoyed it very much. And it, it wasn't a no, you can't do it. But we did look at how much it costs. There are now two of them to do that um, uh, at the age to have done that. And so we, we looked at the cost and we said, but what else could we do with that money that might be even more fun or even more beneficial? Or And so we let them choose. We let them say, you know, that's a sum of money from our family. You two can benefit by doing this group or, um, you know, we can put it in savings towards something else or we can, you, you know, we can divide it by the four of you, the four children, and do something else with it. And so we it, we have a lot more um, uh, conscious spending, really what, thinking it through. What was their choice? They chose not to do it. Um, and they chose to um, put that money towards something else. It's a sort of really interesting thing, the concept of living within your means, and it seems mm. to be quite absent nowadays, would be my observation for many people, the availability of, of credit. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we had a great moment yesterday. We've been talking earlier about my phone issues, and I was on the phone with my mum, so having a sort of... Uh, uh, loudspeaker conversation, grandparents, grandchildren, me, and I'd said that I was going to go and buy a new phone and how much that was going to be. And my son was absolutely horrified. I said, absolutely no way. You know, you should get the cheapest phone mm. possible. So we've, tr- we've tried really hard to uh, educate around living within your means because I don't think you see a, a lot of that about. And I, that must be really stressful. I think expectations as well are, are vastly different, even from when, you know, I don't consider myself to be old. Um, but, you know, even from when I was a child, I think I think expectations of how we live and what we have, you know, that you have a new sofa every year because it's a different colour for your new living room scheme, you know. And I think this there's, a, there's an expectation of... Um, of having new things all the time you know when i was little you really did wait for your birthday mm. um or for christmas mm. or whatever was mm. next um we didn't have easter presents um you know we might have got an egg one yes. <laughs> um and I, and I but i think things have changed and i think you know with advertising and um you know even watching a children's channel on tv you know there's this constant demand that you know the new thing that's out and it's really interesting i i actually think if we work with children and, and discuss these things they're actually very wise i was going to say how do your how do you they've, they've obviously made a choice around the after school club um do they come up against peer pressure yeah i think all kids do and i think part of you know part of raising children is is teaching them um you know about the world isn't it and the reality of that so there are tough times there are people that aren't very nice I toyed with homeschooling for a short while um, just because I don't I'm not wild about the current sort of pressure on stats and things um, but what I felt they would be losing from that experience is learning that actually not everyone's nice no, <laughs> um, not everyone's easy you, to get on with yes you've got to live in the real world haven't you absolutely and I, and I felt that school's part of that in learning not that it's always easy um, so I think I think you can engage with them and have discussions with them. And as I say, it wasn't a yes or no to this after school club. It was just let's think about it. Let's not just assume. Um, and and actually, I've I've found when when we've talked things through, um, they're very perceptive um, and very um, interested in the world around them. And and the the way I put it to them is actually, you know, our generation we've had our 
we've had our go at it and we've hammed it up pretty badly actually and um, this is your world mm. you know it's the world that you guys are going to live in and, in and inherit um so a lot of what i'm trying to do is is for you guys mm. Mm. um and yeah they're really open we've just had our first conscious zero waste party birthday party i think we've always tried to do it but i was really focused on it this year for five-year-olds and that was quite an experience um <laughs> it went so, quite well <laughs> I think. Tell, tell, tell us a bit more about that i mean what what were you not wasting what, what was yeah so i thought quite carefully about party bags these are a bit of a nemesis of mine <laughs> um <laughs> And I went on free cycle and I said, we're having a jungle party. Has anyone, you know, got anything they don't want? And actually loads of people, interestingly, had plastic tat, as I call it, from party bags or from... And they were like, oh, do you want all this? And I thought, oh, well, although that would be frugal, I, I'm trying not to, yeah, you know, do that. So I, I, I declined the plastic tat. Um, a good friend of mine, I give her a challenge every month <laughs> to make something that I need. Uh, and so she made some water balloon, water bombs, but they're reusable. They're crocheted. So it was a paper party bag. It had a colouring in sheet, something to make, a water bomb. And then we made some chocolate, but big chocolate buttons with sprinkles on. We, uh, we made those. Party girl was five. So she was able to help me with that. Um, so there was... Uh, and some pencils and crayons. So there was no, so the party bags were low waste. Um, and I did party games, which actually went better than I'd planned. So it was a jungle party. So we took, um, all of the jungle toys we could find in the house and all of the medical kit stuff we could find in the house. And we had jungle hospital. So we hid all the toys. Um, the kids had to find the toys first and then take them to the jungle hospital and look after them. Then we covered a table in paper and they could draw a map. We had a cartography corner and we had a research station, which was colouring in and puzzles and games. And then we had some games that you had to find things around the room. Um, and then we had a few games... We had what colour pants is the lion wearing, obviously. Um, and you had to run into the right colour corner, to, if you could guess. So none of the party itself had any waste element. And then we had a snack station, which was probably, you know, food waste is one of my things I'm trying to work on. Um, but all of, the, all of the drinks were in recyclable plastic and they all got recycled. Um, the paper plates were ones that we could recycle. I think if my budget had been bigger, I would have got the bamboo plates i use those um, that you can compost yeah yeah i use those at a party last easter i had 70 people and i had wooden knives and forks and the Fab. bamboo plates yeah yeah well we did it at a time where it wasn't a big meal required it mm. was just snacks so it was all finger you know I, there was no um knives and forks and things needed um so yeah it went quite well actually i felt quite good about that but again it's just the challenge of trying and the challenge is time isn't it so i've had some periods when i've not been working and um made that decision and therefore had to become really frugal to to uh, enable that to continue what you get back is you get time and what you f i found is that when you have time you can be more frugal because it would have taken you an awfully long time to plan organize get that bar birthday party sorted Whereas when I've been very pressured for um, with work, it's been, well, we'll go off to Jolly Jungles and have a, yeah. you know. I mean, I am an insomniac, which helps enormously <laughs> um, with parenting and life in general, because I do get at least six hours more than everyone else um, because I don't sleep. But 
I do think these can be time uh, heavy, uh, certainly. Uh, but for me, actually, it's mostly thinking it through that takes, you know, doing all of that didn't take any extra time. Um, once I'd got my head around some ideas, um, I am a fairly creative person. So that is how my brain works. Um, and as I say, I, you know, I have a lot of support and, and that kind of thing. And my kids are fairly quirky. So, you know, they, she wanted a jungle party, not a brat's party or a, mm. you know, or whatever, whatever. But I mean, her birthday present came from Free Cycle, which a lot of, of people I know are horrified by. But um, it's what she wanted. Mm. And she's happy as Larry. And um, we did buy her something else as well. But I, I think a lot of it is a mindset. It's, it's, it's kind of moving away from this uh, pressure from outside that tells you you have to do certain things and, you know, getting your message inside. Brilliant. Well, we're, we're going to hear a little bit more in a few moments about how to follow this brilliant example, not necessarily the jungle party, but the, <laughs> the, the example in general of um, Claire's frugal family, about some of the resources that are available to frugal family members. But because um, it's just occurred to me, today is the last day of September, is it not? Yes. And the song coming up is actually called September. How appropriate is that? <laughs> You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio New this Sunday morning. We're talking to our guest Claire Lyons about the fugula, the frugal family, and we mentioned at a fairly early stage in our conversation that there is something called the free ebook. So, my frugal version is in front of Claire at the moment. She's going to tell <laughs> us first of all how you can get hold of the free book, uh, the free ebook, and also how this will help somebody who is wanting to start off on the route towards frugality and ethical living over to you claire oh thank you well i mean one of the things that i found is i got a bit overwhelmed um by all the things i should be doing and could be doing and there's a lot of information out there that may not suit your family and, and your situation so what I wanted to do quite quickly was was share what I was doing and what was working for me and what wasn't. Um, and it happened in a couple of ways. The first thing was, um, I called them seven starters, and they were just the kind of real basic things that we can all do um, at varying levels to start to think about our outgoings, think about how money is moving in and out of our family setting and so um i wanted that to be available you know everyone can do that so it's actually on our website um <laughs> and if you go to the website um a little pop-up uh, you can do it at the, at the bottom of the home page you can sign up for the for the book but it'll also come up in a pop-up and it's just we just need your email really um and we'll send that to you <clears throat> and it just covers yeah, it just covers what I would consider the kind of basics. So seven different areas of family life that you can start to think about. Now, you might do one a week, you might do one a year, you might do one a day. You know, we're all in a different place in, in terms of where we're starting. And some of them you might look at and go, well, that's not relevant for me. Or I've already done that. That would be the best option, wouldn't it? I've already done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it looks at things like how you can increase income, um, how you can decrease outgoings. Um, how you can change your mindset around money, which I think is quite important. So this brings in my kind of mental health training, I suppose. When we're happy and we're living um, to our values, 
uh, we tend to spend less, interestingly, um, because we don't need as much wine to get us through the day. Uh, we don't need as many new things to make us feel shiny. Um, and so interestingly, if we can, um, you know, work on our well-being as well, um, we'll probably find that we have less need for um, to surround ourselves with with purchases i i, I can um relate to that one because i'm not a comfort eater i'm a comfort shopper mm. and if i'm feeling fed up then especially these days with access to the internet and online shopping i can i can go quite mad but what i sometimes do if i'm feeling a bit fed up um either in the shops themselves or online i'll buy either something very small new pair of knickers you know something simple or i'll buy something just on spec and then knowing probably at the back of my head that it's going back i don't really need that particular coat or i've already got three t-shirts like that so i don't need another one and just the physical opening a, a shopping bag with something new in it and think oh that's nice but no i don't need it and it can go back again it is a real um you know there is a brain chemistry going on there when we purchase things um and uh it is quite powerful actually and it's also for some people quite addictive oh yes <laughs> and so yeah it's something that you might want to just be aware of um and a lot of i mean i just you know a lot of our changes were just raising awareness initially and then working on it i have two wonderful women that are always in my head one is mayor angelou mm. so she says when i know better i'll do better and that's really powerful to me mm. i don't have mm. to beat myself up about what i did yesterday um because that's done but now i know better i'm going to try better um and the other one is mother teresa um and she's very powerful to me and um because everything she did came from a place of love and i and i try very hard even when i'm yelling about shoes in the morning um to try and do it from a place of love yeah <laughs> um but yeah shopping's a really big thing for a lot of people actually um so it might be that you need to give you know there's no one fix for, for people it might be you need to give yourself a budget so you can you know you have five pounds in cash and you can only spend that it might be that you need to um simply not go to certain places because those for you are real triggers um it might be that you need to give yourself a time so, you know, you can do that activity, but only on a Wednesday or only, you know, you sort of restrict yourself time-wise. There's loads of different ways to tackle it. Um, but we have to realise we're doing it, I think, is step one, isn't it? I mean, it is, if, if shopping is your thing, which, as I say, it is mine, it is too easy with, with all the online availability and everything. Mm. I do try to shop locally and I try to, you know, shop in, in um, particularly in our own town. But... You know, you're sitting there of an evening, you're a little bit bored, or there's nothing on the telly, or you're waiting for something to come back. You think, oh, I'll just have a quick look at John Lewis, you know. We've um, saved or whatever. loads of money since I've stopped breastfeeding in the night. <laughs> because I used to, you know, you'd have to be awake on a certain level so you didn't drop the baby. Um, but, it, you know, it's quite boring, and, and trying to stay awake when you're sleep deprived is quite hard. So I did find I, I would be on my phone, and I would, you know... Um, I would make purchases and then they'd arrive and I'd have no recollection of ordering this random item. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been really helpful uh, to not have that on the phone. I mean, we're, we're big advocates for shopping locally um, and shopping in real shops, shopping in independent shops and trying to kind of save our local economies because, you know, the internet's having quite a big impact on local towns and Absolutely. high streets definitely mm. there's a campaign at the moment in newark isn't there to spend five pounds more 
Um, I think if everybody spends five, five pounds spend more, five, if everybody spends five pounds out of their um, what they would normally spend in a week um, on food and, and and such like, if you spend that five pounds in an independent local shop, it makes million million pounds of difference to the local economy Absolutely. It, it, it comes up actually on a fairly regular basis that that particular campaign we've just had um five a fest in the town haven't we which That's is it. yes which is, is That's a, a great um, idea it happens around about this time every year september time every year when you can get special um deals you just get certain things for five pounds or you know five pounds off or whatever but it is basically just encouraging people to nip into one of the local shops mm. use a, an independent coffee shop rather than one of the chains um buy off one the of the market. chains who don't pay tax yes quite <laughs> and whose coffee is never hot enough anyway but uh, buy off the market buy your vegetables off the market yeah. rather than yeah, um, wrapped definitely. up in a ton of plastic in in absolutely in, in the supermarkets and such like so um and we like the dirty veg lady don't we in your market we like the what <laughs> the dirty veg lady do you know <laughs> the mind boggles oh, no. the dirty veg lady i thought you said dirty bed you know I mean? <laughs> no, i've no. not seen the dirty oh. i can't even say it no so her vegetables come out of her field and right. they haven't been washed uh they look as though they might have been sort of slightly you know patted pushed or, a bit but yeah. they literally come out of the field go onto the um truck that she brings in onto the um table that they have in the marketplace and she sells them and that's it so we call we call her the dirty veg lady <laughs> <laughs> so is she there every market day or just yes specific? Oh, i think she is every market day I'll wonderful go and have a we had a veg box um uh which was not far from here actually i believe it came from um food waste is another of my pet peeves uh and so one of the things in the seven one of the seven uh starters is around sourcing your food and planning your food um so that you don't spend more than you need on your on your weekly shop um and again you know it's it's working with your family and how you operate what time you have for cooking what time you have for shopping and all those sorts of things um i think all of us can make changes but what i would really what i think is really important is to not try and change everything at once um because that just becomes overwhelming which is where i was originally um and so the other thing we've tried as well as the free ebook is we have a weekly interview on our facebook page where we meet other people who are living sustainably or running businesses of that interest me i suppose it's a bit of a selfish one um and it's called just one thing because as i say i, I got to a place where there was so much i could be doing and wasn't that you start to then feel this crippling guilt you know that you're not doing all these things um and that just stuck me in glue that didn't help me move forward so for us the the ethical side of things started with yoga pots i just thought right i'm just going to pick one thing and i picked recycling yogurt pots <laughs> um so we just started washing them out the kids started washing them out and putting them in our recycle bin it's not going to change the world um but it was one little thing and that's now a habit we don't think about that anymore and so we've moved on to the next thing and so that interview series is is again it's just to say there's just one thing you could try this week and the lady who came on last week um who is an educator um her just one thing is reading to children you know can we all just make an effort to do that this week so they don't have to be things that cost money um but they are about us moving towards the kind of life that we want to be living now i don't i don't suppose it was 
just the only thing that you did this week but i did see you doing a facebook live uh yesterday or the day before i think it's probably the day before um transforming an old white and you did say i never buy white towels <laughs> oh the mystery towel <laughs> yes so i was i i i'm not um <laughs> I don't know how to put this politely because you know for my self-esteem i shouldn't put myself down i'm not the greatest housewife i, I don't yeah i don't <gasps> clean really and I, I don't i'm not very good at it and i don't enjoy it however um at some point a white towel quite a big white bath towel sort of appeared in the laundry it's definitely nothing i've ever bought i checked with everyone who had stayed you know in the last few months and no one claimed this white towel and i thought oh well that's fine and it went back into the laundry and then um we, we we have a lot of spillages. We have four young children. We have a lot of spillages. And so we're getting through huge amounts of paper towel, which every time I used it, I thought, oh, this is terrible. You know, I shouldn't be using paper towel. And I kept seeing lots of um, Pinterest and, um, you know, beautiful paper towel with, with poppers on, you know, fabric. And I thought, oh, I ought to make some. But, you know, the odds of me having the time to make this and buying the press studs and wrapping it round the towel uh, it just wasn't going to happen so i aspired to it and then i looked at this other white towel and thought oh well what you could do is just cut this towel up into sort of flannel size pieces um and if i just zigzag around the edges you know it doesn't have press studs but that's okay um and i got a, a moment after school one day when all the children were behaving beautifully these fleeting moments where i'm not required um and i just did it it took me about 15 minutes um, and we now don't need paper towel. And what did your mother have to say about the corners? She was horrified <laughs> because my work was not beautiful. But actually, um, <laughs> uh, it, it is about—it's about doing what you can do, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And you know, I have perfectly so. Oh yeah, the dishcloths essentially. <laughs> I mean, the, I didn't even change the colour thread, so I still yeah, have blue thread on. Bit of contrast. Um, and I was working with white, but they won't stay white for very long. I don't imagine. Um, so yeah, it's just small easy things it didn't cost me any money um but it will save me quite a I'm lot of money do that. that's a great idea i do you know i haven't even thought about paper towels um that's a great idea and the other thing we're working on is um um tissues and they're coming up to winter um you know paper tissues for sneezing isn't that what your sleeve's for well you could <laughs> use your sleeve but that adds your washing you see i'm trying not to wash as much um because of the plastic in our clothing. No, you just wait so, till it dries and then you can, <laughs> you can it pick it off, can you? That's what my son would do. Um, so uh, we're trying, every time I go uh, into charity shops, I'm seeing if they've got any of those lovely cotton gentlemen's hankies. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to stock up on those um, ready for the winter so we won't, we won't use paper tissues is the plan. Good idea. Um, this winter but it's just it's just lots of little things that that we're changing as we go along plastic water bottles that's the thing that i'm trying to tackle mm. so i had a terrible um fizzy water um problem where <laughs> i just used to find them painful yeah <laughs> i just used to love fizzy water and we'd get through the big bottles that you get from the supermarket and my husband said this is crazy so he went and treated us to a soda stream ah yeah um and you can send the there's an issue obviously with the gas canisters because those are environmentally quite bad but the soda stream he got you send the canisters off and they top them back up again so they're recyclable mm -hmm. so um you're not contributing to the problem but i am still bad at going out i did it yesterday i was in town went out 
didn't take my reusable water bottle, was absolutely parched. I was in Marks and Spencer's and bought myself a plastic bottle of water. And I think if I've got one thing that I need to tackle, um, and I shall make a commitment now, (laughs) (laughs) this public declaration, I'm going to make a commitment that my one thing, I'm not for October, because I don't think I can do Stoptober on the alcohol, (laughs) it's a separate issue, I'm going to stop, my Stoptober is I'm going not going to buy any more water bottles that are plastic. Brilliant. It's a great, I I think, and that's a brilliant, a brilliant declaration to make. But I also think that, you know, if, if there comes a time when you know you're caught short and you need a drink it's so much better to be hydrated than not um you know and if you need to buy a plastic bottle that's okay because we're all human um and we shouldn't beat ourselves up about it what i would say is what am i going to do with the bottle then Mm. so i can reuse that bottle uh, loads and loads and loads of times before i recycle it and i can make sure it's recycled or um the other thing we've done with um, another business that we work with called less stuff is we've written sustainable books for all the seasons and I'm flashing back to the autumn book where we made a bird feeder with a plastic bottle and we also made um, a seed uh, germinator, like a little plant pot. So, you know, maybe there's something else I could do with it um, before I recycle it. And I think, you know, it would be brilliant if we could not use them at all. But when we do have moments where we do need it, that's absolutely fine and we're going to live with that, but we're going to think about the consequence of that and see if we can everything's better than how did we manage in the 70s though well i think we just went out and about as much (laughs) hot chocolate there and everyone's a winner and it's getting around towards hot chocolate time of of year isn't it? it's not going to be long before we (laughs) be getting out the hot chocolate and the ovaltine and the horlicks and all that sort of thing in your reused mug i hope (laughs) right very very quickly now we're we're, we're, um, heading rapidly up to the news and uh, the time has literally flown by particularly in this second hour we're going to get some top tips from claire so we're going to get her top tips for um beginners frugal family beginners and we're also perhaps going to get one or two for um christmas or the big c yes so my top tip if you're starting out would be to um kind of acknowledge where you're at and and get a hold of where you're at and one way to do that uh, we had it on the facebook page earlier today is to have a no spend month which I, i think initially a month would be too much so i would suggest a no spend week so it's literally a week where um you can have food and you know pay your rent and all those things um but you wouldn't um spend extra money on extra things um but you might note down what you haven't done that you would ordinarily do or when you did spend because you forgot about it um and and it will just give you a feel for where what you're doing and where your money's going um and you can have rules around that so when we have a no spend month so for example um i i go to a toddler group once a week and it's a pound well i i wouldn't not do that for the month i would still do that and i would acknowledge that that was a choice um but we wouldn't eat out we wouldn't have any takeaways um you know the kids wouldn't get a magazine or something on the way home from school so we would think about not spending additional money and that's just a really good way to get your head in the zone so I'd try that if that's not too terrifying. Um, the second thing I would try is buying secondhand. So just don't buy new and try it perhaps for a month or six months or however long. Um, just we, we now just don't buy new, actually. That's just become something that we, that we don't do. Um, and the third thing I would suggest 
uh, and this is linked, I suppose, a bit to Christmas, um, is is get better at keeping a list of what it is you want. Oh, I love my list. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. I am the queen of lists. Yeah, so, I'm sold already. So, so have a list of kind of everyday things that you're after, and then when you're in the charity shops, you know what you're looking for, rather than just browsing and buying things you don't actually want. But also, you know, if we are coming up to birthdays or Christmas or things where other people will say to you, what would you like? Or they always buy you something that you definitely don't need because you now have 15 years worth of ties or whatever. Um, you can start saying, actually, what we'd really love would be this, that and the other. Mm. Um, and and perhaps be more open and honest about the things that you would love and also the things that perhaps you're not as keen on. So we, it might be worth explaining to family, you know, we're, we're, we're trying these new things and we're trying to live more sustainably and so we're trying to reduce mm-hmm. this, that and the other mm-hmm. and sort of very gently lead people to making different choices for you when they're purchasing for you right as i say lists lists work for me um i have to say that i am in um a very good position christmas wise because i've got quite a few of my christmas presents already mainly because i do make lists um throughout the year i am keeping an eye if i see something um oh that would be perfect it'll be online or on facebook oh that'd be perfect for so and so make a note when the time comes so yeah that also helps with financial planning doesn't it because we're we're spreading out the cost over christmas um in terms of christmas i would just say dial it down a bit um i think we've come to a place um where we've all just gone a bit bonkers really um and i would dial it down a bit i would think about um I think about what you actually need you know what's really the most important things and perhaps you know list your top five things that you have to have or have to happen at Christmas um, and you might be surprised they might actually not have any financial value to them it might just be that you all eat one meal together around a table it might be that you all you know visit a certain relative or it might there might be certain things that are really valuable and I would prioritize those Claire, we are going to have to get you to come back again because we are virtually out of time. We're heading up towards the news. We've got one more piece of music to play and just enough time to get your contact details. But I don't think we've even scratched the surface of the subject. I've loved it. I think it's been brilliant. I definitely want you to come back. back. Thank you.